Welcome to the G-Squared Podcast, brought to you by G-Squared Professional Training and Coaching and Anchor.com. Every episode, we'll tackle a specific topic on anything and everything professional development. We will feature a guest on every episode and get into in-depth discussions that you will not want to miss. 90% of people there are just there for a job, but there's also the people that are there to shop because we all have goodies. So, oh, man, yeah. Yeah. You know, for the goodies. <laughs> you'll, see, you'll see somebody, you know, as a recruiter, you'll see somebody, you're talking to a student, and they'll just come and like, grab a pen. You're obviously, and there's, there's times where they just talk to you because they know they're going to get something. On the right, exactly. Like, like, I'm like, you're here for something, aren't you? Don't, don't lie. Here, yeah. just take it. Just go. Just go. Just, just take your pen, please. Just, just go. take your pen or your notepad or whatever it is. Welcome back, everybody, to our next episode in our conference prep series. This episode is dedicated solely on career fair prep and overall conference expectations. I'm back here with Goose, Stefan Guzman from Boeing, who's our co-founder at G-Squared. What's up, Goose? Hey, guys. So as you probably noticed, and I know a lot of you guys have commented to me uh, about our recent episodes, you guys have kind of liked how we've kept it laid back and kind of been honest. So we're going to keep that trend going and, and hopefully we'll share more stories of our experiences as recruiters at these conferences and also experiences of when we were students and we went through this whole stuff that you guys are going through. So we're going to do a two-parter. The first half of this episode is going to be solely on career fair etiquette, career fair prep, all that stuff. And then the second half will tackle kind of an overall expectations to go to a conference, um, you know, things you should be aware of, things you should and should not be doing, and kind of, again, sharing our stories so you can actually see proof of the things that you should not be doing. So to start things off, career fair prep. So obviously. When you go into a conference of any sort or a career fair, you kind of have to have an idea of what company you want to talk to. You kind of have to know what they're looking for and, more importantly, what you want from that company. Um, Goose, what, what do you think? What is kind of the first essential things that a career fair a person should be aware of as they go to a career fair? Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, you, you touched on it perfectly with your introduction. You know, it, it, it's – it's about being aware of what companies you want to talk to, you know, especially with, a, with, a con- with the conferences here, you know, um, listeners mainly, you know, chef students that um, it's a conference, especially the career fair. It is so big. And this goes to any conference that you go to uh, in your fall semester is it's so big that you want to focus on mainly five companies. That's my that's my opinion that you should have five companies that you want to uh, focus on, that you know that you want to talk to, and that you do your research on. Uh, the rest of them is, you know, hit or misses to people that you maybe want to, oh, want to find out what they are all about, but they're your practice. The five companies that you have, those are the ones that you want to talk to. Those are the ones that, like, in our previous podcast, we talked about, you know, like, for example, resume paper. You know, those are the ones that you want to have the resume paper for. Those are the ones that you want to make your objective specific to each of those individual companies. And then you want to have your regular paper and your resumes for all the general other companies that you have. Yeah, and, and what I what I always tell students is, like, it's okay to have a backup plan. Let's say you have, like someone said, five companies you want to talk to. 
and maybe two of them didn't turn out the way you thought, or maybe the research told you one thing, but when you actually talk, talk to somebody, it didn't really pan out. Always have those backup companies that you can at least go to that are like the things that you were interested in, but they just weren't your top five companies. Because uh, you don't want to just do your five and then you realize three of the three of the five worked out, but now you're kind of done and you feel like, oh, I didn't do too much research of anything else. Take the time to actually do a little bit more research on something else. Um, now, I always tell students that, you know, it's not just about going to a booth or, a, or a, an area of a company at a career fair and just going to talk to a random recruiter. I always tell them, scope the place out, you know, go around, find out who's like maybe the engineering hire manager, because usually a lot of times, at least from from what I've experienced, and I'll, I'll let Goose kind of go into his experience, but there's two types of recruiters, in my opinion. There's the, the talent acquisition HR people, and there's the, the actual engineering hiring managers type of people. And a majority of the time, the talent acquisition people, no offense, they, they're looking for the basic requirements of the position, like GPA, your major, maybe your expected uh, graduation date, that kind of stuff. But the hiring engineering people, they're the ones actually looking for more. They're looking for the details, like who you are as a person, what are you into, are you really, have you really done your homework with the company, are you really actually interested in the company? I always tell people, go for those guys because they're the ones who are more likely to pay attention to what you're going to say. Um, not to say that they, the HR people do not. I just think that you can connect more with the engineering type folk. I don't know about you, Goose. How do you feel? Right. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. The thing, the thing, the thing with HR, um, the, the HR folks is like, not to take away from them, but the, the, the problem is that um, it's the good and the bad, right? The, the, the thing with you know, HR representatives is that they're there to do a job and, and they have, they're not only dealing with your type of uh, position that you're applying for, but they're dealing with all of them. So their job becomes more about meeting the numbers, meeting the expectations, you know, getting the right candidate for the right job. And so it, it, it's all put together into like this mesh, you know, that it just becomes so hard for them to follow that that is why you get that in that you know, that expectation and, you know, that feel that they're just only there for the numbers, you know, and I, I've dealt with that before. And so I kind of feel for them because I understand the pressure that they're going through. But at the same time, you, 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 you have a perfect uh, example of this where it was like, you know, when you talk to engineers, they're there for a specific job, you know, and at least with Boeing, you know, when you go to the Boeing booth at the career fair, you're going to have uh, different stations for each major. And that person is very dedicated to their major. You'll be able to talk to them and, you know, talk about what it is your experience are mm -hmm. that it, like, to that major. So that's my, my thing. I don't know with Northrop how it is, but, you know, with Boeing, that, that's kind of like how we set up our, our career for a boost. Uh, but to go with your uh, – one of the first things that you said at the very beginning was, you know, the career fair, you know, the five the, the five things that we touched on at the very beginning of this podcast is I just want to say that, like, when you walk into the career fair, take a deep breath when you get overwhelmed, especially if it is your first career fair, because it is very overwhelming. I remember when I was a student and the first time that I walked in there, you see all of these people just rushing in, like, like it's freaking Black Friday, man, and you're just, like, walking in. <laughs> And everybody's just stampeding into the career fair. And it's just like, okay, 
I need to take a step back. I need to relax. I need to understand what I'm here for, what it is that I want to get out of this experience, you know? So. Yeah, man. Like, I remember, I think it was the Shep conference. Cause, uh, the first career fair I had was the HEMAC conference, but that wasn't as. I remember just show, I didn't show up when it started, so I was the thing was already going on when I showed up. But Shep was really the first time where there's that big line of group of people outside the door. You know how they make the big deal, then the announcement, they bring in the mariachis and all that, whatever it is that they do. <laughs> yeah. And then they cut the ribbon, and then the CEO was like, "Hey," and everyone's like, "All right, good job." And then they open the doors, and you're right, that's that's a perfect analogy. People just rush in there, and then. Yeah, you get like overwhelmed. You better not have two left feet because you're gonna get stumbled upon. You know, like everybody's just oh, yeah. rushing to talk to a recruiter, like to a recruiter or somebody, or getting to, you know, and, and you know, it's just funny also too because like ninety percent of people there are just there for a job, but there's also the people that are there to shop because we all have goodies. So oh, man, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, for the goodies, <laughs> you'll see, you'll see somebody. You know, as a recruiter, you'll see somebody, you're talking to a student, and they'll just come and, like, wrap a pen. You're obviously, and there's, there's times where they just talk to you because they know they're going to get something. On the right, exactly. Like, like, I'm like, you're here for something, aren't you? Don't, don't lie. Here, yeah. just take it. Just go. Just go. Just, just take your pen, please. Just, just go. take your pen or your notepad or whatever it is you want. But, um, no, but going back to what you were saying about cold feet, like, I've done so much better knowing what I'm going for. And if right. I just walk in there and just go straight to who I'm going to talk to, and I'll, I'll be fine. But if you just go in, you look around, and you're kind of like, all right, where do I go? You're, you're already kind of falling behind a little bit. You, you need to – you have to already study the map. You should already know where the booths are for the company you want to talk to and go and then see what happens. And then do your shopping. At the end, when you're done, you feel like, you know what? I've, I've done my thing. Do your shopping. Go pick up some goodie bags. Right. Pick up the big right. old bag that some companies usually have and then start filling that bag up. And and there you go. And man, I still use some of the crap that I got from conferences, man. Like I have a piggy bank somewhere. Anyway, um, <clears throat> but the, going back to to approaching a recruiter, I mean, one one of the things I tell people is, and I got this question asked recently was, what if you're in a line to see someone you want to talk to, but then another recruiter comes in and pulls you aside to get in, to kind of get you know what I'm talking about that when they get you to go to their line just to reduce the number of people in their line. Yes, and, I, and my my thing was was like, well, if you if you know for a fact you want to talk to the person you were in line with, just make a nice gesture, say, hey, no, thank you, but you know, I, I wanna I wanna speak to this person. Well, what are your thoughts on that? So that's a tough question because I I feel <clears throat> while I agree with you, my personal opinion is if somebody pulls you aside because they want to talk to you, please talk to them because you know. Um, you don't want to burn a bridge. You have no idea if that recruiter is going to have an impact on your <clears throat> on, on you getting a job per se. But if you are determined to talk to a specific person, just listen. Just be polite. Talk to the person, and then get back in line and talk to the person that you want to talk to. Yeah. Because the reality is that every 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 single recruiter is going to have a different a different experience and a different take on what it is that you have to offer. Yeah. Uh, if somebody pulls you aside, then yeah, of course. Just talk to them, but then get back in line and talk to the person you want to talk to. Yeah, and like if you know that the person's trying to pull you aside, it has nothing to do with like what you want or like it's not in your major. Like I know Northrop, we tend to um, whatever your 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 major was or your, the area that you're working in, 
you kind of get pulled to talk to those type of people. So if I'm getting pulled to talk to, you know, I'm an industrial engineering student, right? And I'm getting pulled to talk to the, the computer science IT department. I don't, I don't want to talk to this guy. You know what I mean? As much as I, I'm appreciating his, 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 his effort to get me to talk to him. I'm going to be a little polite. Like, hey, no, thank you so much. But you know, I want to go talk to the industrial engineering hiring manager because I'm an industrial engineer. You know what I mean? But you're right. It's, it's, yeah. be, be polite. And if you know that maybe, oh, hey, maybe talking to this other guy might work out too. Take the chance. But that's, I guess that's up for for interpretation in your situation, I guess. Right. I mean, it's up for debate. And it also depends on how many recruiters are for that specific position, right? But it, but what I'm, what I'm getting at is the example of if somebody pulls you aside and those two people are, you know, looking for the same type of major for their internship or full-time positions, right? Right. And, and you get pulled aside with one person, but you still want to talk to the other one. Be polite and talk to the person that pulled you aside and then go talk to the person you want to talk to. Because then if those two people are actually talking to each other to try to find the right candidate, you already made uh, headway because you've talked to two people. So, and, and we all like as recruiters, when we gather resumes, yeah, we want to get the best person, but we also ask for opinions as recruiters. So if I talk to someone and I really like this person, but for some reason, I just want a second opinion before I give them an interview. Then I'm going to go talk to another manager. I'm going to talk to another recruiter. And if you already talk to that person, then it's good for you because then we can actually have a conversation about it. True, true, true. Now, when it comes to um, waiting in line, I always tell people there's there's four important positions in the line. And it's, it's the first four. The first person is already talking to the recruiter, right? They're already kind of in their zone. They're doing their elevator speech. They've already given your resume. Um, the second person, in my opinion, should be kind of listening in a little bit, you know, kind of getting an idea of what questions that the person's being asked or, you know, the, the, the get a feel of the recruiter, what kind of person he might or she, he or she might be. Um, the third person, I feel, should kind of getting the last minute touches on their elevator speed, kind of, kind of remembering, right, what do I need to say? What's my attempt, my grabber, my hook, all that kind of thing. And the fourth and last person should have an idea of, okay, where am I going to go next after this? Like, just let me get an idea. So I want to go talk to another recruiter in the same booth. So I want to go already to the next company on my list, stuff like that. Just because you don't want to just be waiting in line, just waiting and, you know, flipping your thumbs and looking at your phone and doing something. And you just mentioned something very important, and it like um, I'll I'll ask for your opinion after I get mine. But for my own personal opinion, when I'm talking to a student uh, as a recruiter, especially because I have experience with it, I'm also looking at the line, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and so, yeah, I am paying attention to what the person in front of me is saying, but I'm also looking at who, how many other people do I have to talk to? What are they doing? Their mannerisms, and we'll go into that. But it's like career fair etiquette. You know, like for me, it's very important that, you know, all the points that you mentioned about the second person, the second person should definitely be eavesdropping on on the conversation with the first person, Mm. you know, and the third person should be thinking about what it is that they want to talk about in their later speech. And the fourth person, like everything you just said, I agree completely. The one thing that I will be very emphasis on is please do not take up because if you take out your phone, it means that you're bored, that you don't care. you know what I mean? It, it, it just, it doesn't sit well. Yeah. Because 
it's it's saying it's like oh you're just in line because you're in line you know what i mean and now now even if i see you with your phone now to be fair though if you're looking up something that you want to talk to me about that's completely fine but that's what that's what you have to lead the conversation with but if you're just on facebook you know and for some reason, because I've done this before, you know, where like I just ask, "Oh, what are you, you know, what are you doing?" or something like that. Then it, you need to be something do, doing something that is career fair related. No, I agree, I agree with you. I guess the cell phone thing for me is not a big deal because I can't. I, I'm not gonna know unless they make it obvious that they're not on Facebook or something. They might actually be. Do, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that they're doing some last minute research. On the company. I mean, obviously, you should have done that before, but you never know. Right, but I, I, I completely agree with that. But wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree that, like, if you're on your phone and you're the third person in line, right? Mm-hmm. Then you just gave them the benefit of the doubt that they're on their, that they're like doing some last minute research. Right. So if they come up to you and they don't, the company's about. Wouldn't that give you the sense that they were just on Facebook? Well, then, then, then they're, they're, part of my language, they're, they're. they're messed up you know then obviously right i won't call them out but i'll be like oh yeah i'm obviously aware of what you were actually doing and i'm not you know it might not be make it or break it but you know you've kind of lost a little bit of your credibility at that point i guess but and that's my point that, that's yeah. what i'm saying that is very important for you to you know like if you have if you have your phone out to online that you're doing something productive with it not just you know waiting around that's what I'm trying to get at. But going going back to your example of the line, you, you are absolutely right. Like there, there are times when you just finish talking to someone and you, you kind of look up and you see the endless line of people and then you're like, okay. And you do you do glance at who's coming up next. And what I do not – what I find a little bit unprofessional is when – let's say you run into someone you know in line or they walk by the line and then you guys start like chatting about, well, you're going to go party that night or whatever. I gotta yeah. go like guys like I don't say this but in the back because I'm trying to pay attention to what I'm what I'm talking to with the person in front of me but don't talk about that now don't talk about it right around here go out of the, of the career fair or go wait in the corner in the line of the side talk about that then right now you should be working you're, you're, yeah, you're here exactly. to find something you're now you're distracting yeah. me the recruiter or possibly the student I'm trying to talk to is probably nervous that they're they're, they're talking to a company they want to work with because you're talking about where right. you want to go party that night, you know what I mean? And I get it, right. you know, but save it for later, guys. Just save it for later. Um, so I'm trying to think what else career for wise did you? Uh, can you think of anything else? I think that's kind of the again. We're, these episodes are meant to be brief, quick overviews. Um, again, along with the with the career fair, there's the elevator speech resume, but we've talked about that with the last two episodes. Which you can find. On our, our social medias and all that stuff, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I can remember now regarding career fairs. No, honestly, I mean, if you if you walk in, you know, I, like I said at the beginning, it, my my opinion is five companies, and if you have your five companies and you walk around and you want to talk to someone, um, please do. That that's another thing. You know, uh, we're we're talking about being prepared for the career fair. We're talking about you know, having those companies that you want to talk to and, you know, being prepared and have your paper and like everything, everything that we just talked about. But it is also okay to go up to someone into a company and just talk to them. 
You know, if, 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 if you haven't never heard of the company before and you want to go up to them and, you know, it just you kind of walk by and it seemed interesting and you want to find out more, that's also okay. You know, like, yeah, you have to be prepared, especially for the jobs that you want. Please be prepared. But it's also okay to just go up to someone and ask them what it is that they do. Um, because, you know, Andres, you work for Northrop. I work for Boeing. You know, these are big companies. But there is a lot of good companies out there that go to these conferences that are not as big. They don't have as big as a booth as our companies do that I have a lot of good talent and a lot of work that you can be a part of. And sometimes they might even have something better to offer than the big companies. Exactly. And that's something people tend to overlook. So always always give the small companies the benefit of a doubt when it comes to giving you an opportunity. <clears throat> right. But that's actually a nice segue to go to the second half of our episode, which is conference overall expectations, prep, etc. Now, prep, we'll kind of go briefly, real quick, over again. Knowing what companies you want to talk to, that's very, very important because that helps you decide what workshops you want to attend, what events you want to attend. The ones you want to focus on at the career fair, you should already be talking to these companies way beforehand. But um, when it comes to expectations, um, I know we talk a lot about SHEP because obviously that's where we've come from, but we have, some of us have participated in other conferences. But they tend to have that same trend of kind of the popularity and the amount of people that go to these events. But since Shep, the Shep conference is, I think, in a week or from now, soon, um, from today's recording, I think we're going to focus on that particular conference. Um, but overall, again, everything we say is going to be reflective of everything. Um, but right. what I always say about conference prep is, listen, I get it. You're going to a city or a town. That's brand new maybe to you. It's the first time you're visiting and you want to see stuff. But here's the thing, guys. You, your student organization, your college, whatever, has probably already invested money for you to go to this conference. Either you, you asked mama for a little bit of money to help you get there. <laughs> there you, you've invested the money to give yourself and the, and the time to give yourself an opportunity to go to these big events. With the thousands, and I mean thousands, it's not an exaggeration, the thousands of students that go to find an opportunity themselves that you should not be wasting time sightseeing. I mean, I get that you yes. want to take a break, maybe get your mind clear, go see something, have lunch somewhere different, but you're there to work. You should have already done your research. You go, you attend the workshops, you attend the hospitality suite, you attend the luncheons, the breakfasts, the, the competitions, whatever it is, you should be going to these things and networking because the truth is by the time you go to the career fair, if you wait just into the career fair, which is usually the very last day of each of all these big conferences, you are probably already too late. because Especially for the big companies, yes. Exactly, because I've had the unfortunate, and I know you have too, Estelle, where yes. it's midday. And we've already told, we've already filled up all our interview spots, and are are probably already done. And we told have to still students you're gonna have to go online and apply for positions because right now we are filled up. And the part of that is reason for that is because around the rest of the conference before that, we were already giving out positions, we were already giving out interview slots, we were already recruiting people from the day we got there. So, yeah, and, and and one of the things that a lot of people take for granted, and I want the listeners to know is. is you know, especially for big companies, 
like Boeing or Northrop, we have hospitality suites. And you better hit the hospitality suite if you want, if that's your best chance to actually get an interview on site. But another thing that you really want to take into consideration is going to the workshops. Mm-hmm. Some people don't take that into consideration because it's not a quote unquote hiring event. But the reality is that when you go to these workshops, if you're interested in them, the people that are there are also interested in you. So you want to go talk to them. And, and, and a lot of the time, they are available to go talk to after the, whatever it is that they presented, you know, ends. They want to talk to you. And I've heard of stories where a student goes up to them and starts talking to them about the presentation, what they just like did and, you know, their past and their, and they get an interview. Because it's like, oh, come come look for me at the hospitality or come look for me at this place. And you already established that relationship. So, you know, what you said, Andres, is perfect, especially with big companies. You know, when you get to like midday of the career fair, if that's what you're trying to find, the interview for the conference, you're too late. These are the days where you have to go in. The conference actually happens between Thursday and Saturday. Saturday is like the end of the conference, you know, like, and, and the career fair is the end, you know, where you go and you talk to other, co- like, to other companies and um, you find out more about like the little company, like we talked at the beginning of the segment, you know, it, it, you know, those are the things that you do at the career fair. But if you really want to experience the getting the, the intern, internship or getting the interview within the career, within the conference, sorry, is that's what you have to do. You have to work it. You have to work the entire time. So um, last thing, I mean, it, it's very important for you to know, you know, we're giving you all these suggestions and all this advice, but the reality is that this conference, whatever conference you go to, it's yours. And it is your career. And it is up to you what you get out of. If you decide to go off and like go on tours and, you know, go on um, sightseeing and stuff like that, that's on you but there is a probability that you won't get a job. So it's what you put in is what you get out. Now, I do want to put a disclaimer. Just because you don't get an interview at the at the conference or convention or whatever doesn't mean you won't get an interview afterwards. Um, right, that's right. It's, just, it's yes. just what we're trying to emphasize is the chances of you getting an opportunity overall are a lot higher if you make the, t- the time to go to these events, to these workshops, and get to know people. And I'll tell you my experience. I've had two where the first one was when when we went to the Hina conference in New Orleans. And it was that yeah. first night we drove up, remember? And then we yeah. they had hospitality suites that night. I went to, I think it was Toyota. They were hosting an event. The very first thing I walked in there, I talked to a lady. And, she, and we had a good conversation. She was like, hey, are you available Friday uh, morning for an interview? I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Boom, interview. That same conference, I was involved in a mentorship program they had there, and they paired us up with with professionals. And I lucked out because I had three guys with me from different uh, universities, and we actually got paired with this finance lady at Norfolk Grumman. Now, the other two, the other three people kind of just went away because they figured out she's finance. I'm an engineer. I don't need to talk to this person. But I was like, I don't care. I'm going to talk to this person. I'm going to. Right. I'm going to milk this. I'm going to network it. And she was the nicest lady out there. And if she's listening to this, thank you. Because what she did for me, us you know, having a conversation, she took me to a workshop for Northrop. 
where a bunch of the higher directors of the company were there. And right before the act, was it before or after? I can't remember, but I do remember she took me up and I got to meet all these guys, like these top engineer folk. And then afterwards, this was a Hoenix. This, so, yeah, no, this, this was after, I remember, because you were nowhere to be found. Yeah, I, I ended up, I just ended up hanging out with these guys. And then I remember yeah. they said, listen, man, you got to come to buy the booze. You can't, you got to come to the booze. I'm like, all right, well, I'll yeah. be there. And because of that, I, I still know them to this day because every conference I've gone to, they're there. And they're like, hey, man, what's up? Like, how you doing? How's your career? I'm like, yeah, I'm already working in North. Like, we catch up. Like, they, they've seen my progress from day one. And that's what I'm saying is you never know who you end up meeting. And, and if you take the time to go to these events, you just and, and take the effort to, to, to when that workshop's done, like Estelle was saying, go up to the person, at least say thank you for your presentation. You found it interesting. I mean, the reason you have a portfolio is not just to carry resumes. Take notes, take down names, take down some certain points that you found interesting that you can bring up not only there on the spot, but at, a, at the career fair if you happen to run into them again. Like these are things that you can use as hooks for your, for your elevator speech. So. Right. Um, and that's another thing I want to touch on real quick was not the the hiring overall experience is not just at the official events of the conferences. They happen outside. They could be at a restaurant. They could be at a bar. They could be in the hotel lobby. You never know who you're running into. They could be even at the airport. And I know Esteban has a story, but but before before I get to that story, I'll tell yeah. my story. And, and, and our friend, our good friend, uh, we'll call him Guti. We won't call him. By full name. <laughs> this dude, and, and hopefully I'm gonna I'm gonna share this with him because I want him to listen to the story. This dude right. is probably the most smartest electrical engineer student I've ever met. I don't know how he does it, and, and, yeah. and he's he's just smart, right? So, but he likes to have a good time, right? So, I think it was the first conference he went to, or the second conference where he went down to the the bar in the hotel. I think it was, and. He later on said that, yeah, he ran into some recruiters for Boeing, and they went out to drinks. And I'm like, dude, like, why would you do that? <laughs> but he's like, no, they're really cool, man. And and I, I can't, I'm pretty sure he ended up with an interview. I can't remember if he did or did not. I'm pretty sure he did. And I was just looking at him like, dude, like, how do you do? It? I'm like, nah, man, you sometimes gotta know how to network. I'm like, shut up, bro. Shut up, bro. Just happened to catch you at a time when you went down to the bar. And there you go. You ended up getting a little bit lucky. But the point of that story is he went to a bar. There happened to be recruiters there. They ended up having a spark in a conversation. And look what happened. You know, networking. So I'll, I'll let right. Goose tell his story now because this is pretty, pretty fun. So, well, so, you know, one thing about that little bar thing is um, I just wanted to touch on, you know, we talked about it in a different podcast. But, you know, if you meet a recruiter at a bar, please don't bring your resume. Just, just oh, talk yeah. to them normal. Just, just, just talk to them normally. Have a conversation because getting to know you in that sense also helps, you know. And then when you see them at the conference or you see them at the uh, at a career fair or at a workshop, and you met them the night before, you know they'll remember that, and you can bring up a conversation and have a good time and then and, be professional about and, it. And here's the thing, real quick: if you if we tell you we're not taking your resume, we're not taking your resume because I've had times where I've said it. At an event, and I still get resumes. I'm like, what do you want me to do with this? Like, I can't. I need it either electronically, or I don't have a, a bag to put this in. And at a at a restaurant, I had a student run into me. He was like, hey, thank you for that that presentation you gave. I'm like, oh, duh, you're welcome. 
is there, do you understand I give you a resume? And I, and I didn't want to be mean to him, but I was like, I'm at a restaurant, dude. I don't have my bag with me. I don't know how I'm going to keep this with me. I might lose yeah. it. Like, find me at the career fair or find me at a workshop. You right. can, I'll give you my information. You can find me later, but, you know, I really don't have anywhere to put my resume, your resume. So, yeah, be considerate, guys. Because we're, we're, if we're at a bar, it's because we're taking a break. And believe me, as fun as being a recruiter is, it does take a lot of time. And um, if we're sitting down at a bar, it's because we, we earned it. So Right. And, and just as much as you guys, if you guys worked really hard on the conference, uh, you know, and you talked to a bunch of recruiters and went to a bunch of workshops, you're also going to want you online. So just think about it in that perspective so that if you see a recruiter at a bar like a Friday night or Saturday night, we also had a long conference. So it's like, you know, we're also trying to and have a good time just to, like the rest of you. Don't go overboard, obviously, but just be considerate. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, your story. Dude. Well, I, okay, so I actually, in the last podcast, I, I told a similar story, but this one is even better, especially when it comes to like career fair and conference etiquette, you know? And it's, um, you know, we talked about, you know, the career fair, we talked about um, the workshops and hospitality. And the one thing that I want to make sure of that everybody understands, and I briefly touched on it again in the last podcast, is you never know who's around. So this was um, this story is kind of funny. And so you know, I, I I'll be completely honest with our listeners here. Is that, like I really thoroughly enjoyed what happened in this story. <laughs> uh, so um, so this was a uh, I think. Uh, was he neck? Help me, help me remember. I think it was like. Um, it was he neck. He neck, yeah. yeah. It was he neck. He neck. I think it was 2015. So he neck 2015. I'm there, and of course, like I graduated in 2014, so I still look like a student. And, you know, I, I knew a lot of people that were still students at the time, and so the career, the the hospitality for Boeing had ended. I met up with them, and they had met a couple of students from other from other schools, and this one student. Um, he just seemed like he was just upset and he started talking and he was just, he was just saying how he always wanted to work for Boeing, but he was a computer science major and, uh, how Boeing wasn't hiring IT and Boeing sucked. And then he started using the F word and about, about Boeing and talking about Boeing, like how much they suck and all this stuff. And <laughs> literally I was just there just waiting. And then, and then. You know, the people I was with, they knew me, they literally had like a pale face. Well, hang on, don't you, know you know? don't you get that moment of like, yes, like, like there's like, I'm going to have fun right now. You know, oh, yeah, unfortunately. I, I could not yeah. wait. I was like just waiting, biting my tongue, waiting for the right moment, <laughs> you know? And this person, this guy had studied computer science. He was looking for an IT internship at Boeing. And um, he just went off on a rant. I ran for about five minutes, you know, like, and like I said before, like profanity, like all this stuff you could say. And then when he was finally done, he turned to me. He hadn't actually even like asked for my name at all. And he turned to me and he was like, oh, I'm sorry. What school do you go to? And I, and I said, I paused. <laughs> and I said, I don't go to school. He's like, oh, really? What do you do? And I'm like, I'm an, an IT recruiter for Boeing. <laughs> this dude's face just like like his heart sunk you know he was just like and then he tried to fix it 
But that was the damage was done. He had to bash my company for five minutes, you know? And and he didn't he never realized that he was talking to an IT recruiter. Like if he had if he had just like you know, talked about his resume or where he was trying to convey or what he what he was trying to show the company, um, but he didn't get a chance to for whatever reason. I would have been more lenient, you know, because I would have been like, oh, I'm so sorry that like, you never talked to our company. Like, please, let me give you, let, let me take your resume. You know, you seem like a good guy. Let me take your resume and I'll see what I can do. But no, all he did was bash my company for five minutes and then, you know, try to fix it. And so it's just, I did enjoy it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I did enjoy it. You know, when, when like, I was like, I'm an IT recruiter for going. Uh, it was it was nice, <laughs> and that's the thing too. Just I guess to, to sum it up at, at, for the end of it is, you know, if you get rejected by a company, okay, it sucks, and maybe it was the company you wanted, but don't take it personally. When you find when you're trying to find a job, you're gonna get more no's and yeses, and you just gotta learn how to take it, deal with it, and just move on. If you've got your elevator speech that you've been preparing for weeks at a time. And you try on for two, the three companies on your ten list, and it doesn't work out. Just keep trying, you know. Adjust a few things. But just keep going. Just because one company said no doesn't mean the other company's gonna say no. And if you end up not, right. not, and trust me, this happened to me. I'm sure it happened to Stefan. There's been conferences where we get, we didn't get, we got zero, nothing, not an interview, not a, not even a, a look, you know, from a recruiter. Yeah, I actually. You know, to share with the audience, I, I, I actually got rec- uh, denied once from Boeing. Oh, that's right, once. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got denied once from Boeing. And, um, you know, the recruiter at the time told me what I was missing. And so I got out of there and I was very disappointed. But, you know, I, I walked out of there. And the, the next full year, because I knew that I wanted to work for Boeing, I dedicated it to what it is that the, this person had told me that I needed to work on. And I came back stronger and you know it's what you put in no and I, I i went to indianapolis and i basically disappeared remember that no, i, I, I want to I, I wanted to bring that up and i want to give credit to you and, and it's not as, as an offense like every conference you learn better ways of doing these conferences and i remember this guy because you and i did the same thing the same year except i did it at he neck you did it at, at chef where right. at he neck it was new orleans you know bourbon street everyone wanted to go out I think I went out the first night because the thing the conference really didn't get started yet. But when the conference right. hit, dude, you guys wanted to go out, and I was like, "No, I'm gonna stay in my room. I'm gonna do my homework, do my research, get my resumes up to date, and then hit it hard." And that's where I ended up getting my one of my internships. But you, you were about to graduate that following May, and I remember yeah. we went to, to Indianapolis. I felt pretty good about Hinak the like a month before, so I kind of went to. Uh, that conference is kind of more confident. Like, yeah, I think I already have something on the pipes. I went shopping for that conference. Let's be honest. I went shopping. You did. <laughs> and then, and also because I was present at the ships, so I was busy kind of making sure everyone was doing okay. But anyway, the point is, is you were gone, dude. Like, I would see you for like lunch, maybe tops. And yeah. Yeah. Every time I would see you, I w- I'd stop by your room and you were like there doing your, your study. And I would tell you like, bro, go, go do your thing, man. Don't worry about it. And I remember you had gotten the interview. You went, you were excited, and then when you were done, you felt really well about it. Then the last day was when we hung out with everybody, you know, obviously the last night, we'll have a good time. I think it was like the same week you came, we came back to school after. You already had an offer, didn't you? Yeah, I did. So 
So I, I went to the conference and I, like you said, I disappeared for about three days. So much so that people were like, where the, where the heck is he? You know, and, 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 and it wasn't until Saturday night that I actually went out and I was like, yeah, okay, now I can relax because I, everything that I could, everything that I could, that it, I had the power to do, I had done. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was no longer in my power or whatever was that happened. And then, yeah, I, I came back from conference, and that following Wednesday, I got my offer. Um, so, yeah, it, it, you know, these are the special cases, but, you know, the, 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 the point of the story, uh, I, I have a successful story. You, Andres, you also have a successful story. But, you know, I, I would just say that I would want you to know that it's okay to be rejected. I was rejected once, you know from this same company that I work for now, you know, and, and it helped me, it helped me grow. And so you are definitely going to get more no's and yes. And those no's do never, never take them personal. Just always try to find out why it is that they said no. What is it that you can do to improve? And then when that position that you are meant to be part of comes up, they will say yes. But you would have learned from everything that you experience all your failures any anybody that said no anybody that like maybe doubted you all of those experiences will help you get the job that you deserve amen and 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 just to tie it off again um do your homework guys be prepared and you'll you'll do fine even if you don't get anything you will learn something from this and have fun have fun these conferences are a great opportunity to network you meet a lot of new people you meet, meet a lot of people that you probably have the similar taste too, and you probably discovered things about yourself that you didn't even know were there. So take advantage, have fun. When you're done with the conference, then you have every right to go have a good time. We all do it, and, and then just celebrate at the end. And um, I guess to sum it up, uh, the next episode will be next week, where we're going to be talking about just interview. And I know Esteban will be there because he's done a lot more interviews, both behavioral and technical, but I think that he might be have a, a lot of information to share and tips since I know a lot of yeah. you guys will be heading out to the SHIP conference that day. So anyway, um, Goose, thank you again, bro. And for everyone else, uh, I know this episode ran a little bit longer than anticipated, but it's very important that you guys know all this stuff. And until next time, guys, talk to you later.